Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you with episode 51. So we are now past that milestone of 50 that I wasn't sure we'd ever get to, and we did. And it's because of all of you beautiful listeners, fans, and friends. So thank you for being along for this journey. I am joined again with my best friend and my co-host, Mr. Brandon Robertson. B, what up? Yo, what's going on, man? I am just super energetic, very, very stoked. Uh, We've got... I could see that. Yeah, we've got a pretty badass guest with us here for episode 51. We've got a lot to cover, so why don't we dive right in. Everybody, please help me in welcoming. We've got Jason from Acceptance. Jason, what up, bro? Yo, Jason. Hey, what's up, guys? You guys are pumped, man. I Dude, love it. no doubt. We are so fucking pumped. Um, and it's because <laughs> of you, man. So uh, thanks for, for right. providing the energy. Um, you're up in Seattle. Yes, sir. Yeah. What's it like over there right now, dude? Uh, it's terrible. It's raining. It's, uh, I think it's been raining for about six months or so here straight. But, <laughs> Isn't uh, that what Seattle's <laughs> known for? Is uh, rain? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I mean, for the last I don't know, thirty years or so of my life, it felt like it was pretty cool. But <laughs> this last six months, this last six months has really been a tough one. Jason, anyway, are you born and raised in Seattle? I am. Yeah. Are you? I've, uh, I've never been farther west than Chicago, so um, I'm an East yeah, Coast boy. So I don't really know anything about the West Coast. It's beautiful out here, man. I mean, Seattle is fantastic, especially, I think, you know, coming from the East Coast, it's got a good vibe. Uh, I don't know how much you would like to, I mean, who knows? But uh, anyhow, <laughs> uh, it's all it's all good, man. It's good. We're good. We're doing fine. Somebody's going to turn the sun on here pretty soon, and, and we'll get that uh, We'll get that setting here any day now, and uh, everybody will be great. Hell yes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right, dude. So we're going to dive into things. We've got a lot that we want to cover with you here. And uh, just want to thank you for being with us here for episode 51 of Spinning Thoughts. So in February of this year, the band released its second full length album, Colliding by Design. Congrats on spectacular release. Yeah, it's awesome, Jason. Now, oh. it, it seems like this is a release that has been a long time coming. How does it feel now that it's out? It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's a long time coming. It was like a release that was never coming in my, you know, so like it's crazy, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, we, we had, I, you would have, you know, uh, uh, two years ago, you would ask me about this and I'd say there's no chance. So it was <laughs> um, to do this deal was, was, it was great. I mean, we, we, you know, there's a lot more to the to the experience and just the the music and the record itself. Although that's an amazing, um, you know, thing for us to accomplish together. But right. really, being able to get back together with with the guys in the band and and have that um, those relationships come back together. And I think we've just learned so much in life and and really through each other and about you know each other and just all this different crap. But uh, the reality is is um, the record is like this culmination of these relationships and, and, and these different people walking through their lives and kind of coming back together and, and musically and lyrically, it just, it just, when, when we listen to it, it just really transcends that. So it's kind of a, I don't know, man, it's like this really therapeutic type of experience, if you will. So, but I mean, ultimately we're just, we're, we're super pumped and we 
the reaction's been, I mean, way more than we would have ever expected. So that's been pretty cool as well. It's very, very well-deserved. And, and me personally, Jason, I mean, I'm just so stoked that uh, the band is is back at it and, and seriously just slaying it, dude. I mean, you guys are really doing your thing. So, <laughs> so now, Jason, for those who don't know, and, and we've, we've alluded to it slightly here, Acceptance reunited in 2015 after closing things down in 2006. I don't, I don't want to get too much into all that. I know it's been talked about before. Uh, however, I am curious to know when you and the band knew it was time to get things back together and to get started on this second LP. Uh, you know, it took, it, it was interesting. Everybody had to kind of be in a particular spot in their lives where it all, it would, I think it individually made sense. I mean, for me, I didn't think there was going to be that time. Yeah, I really didn't. And, and, you know, when, when Christian had, had left, when acceptance broke up, Christian had gone and joined Amber Lynn and, right. and then Amber, Amber Lynn uh, called it quits as well. in in 2015, I believe. Right. And it opened up an opportunity for, for Christian, who was who was probably the one member of the band that still had communication with everybody, yeah, it opened up this opportunity for him to reach out to to us collectively, and and there was there was some level of interest in the band that had like been getting bigger and or whatever I don't know people more and more people over time had had either started listening to the band or or started talking and and this became like this thing where the idea of getting back together was something that people wanted. And, and so we, we actually got on the phone together and it was a positive first step. And the conversation was just like, Hey, why would we even do this? Does anybody really care? And and Christian's like, yeah, you know, I mean, in, in my opinion, he's like, I'm out playing these concerts with Amber Lynn and people are asking about acceptance. And he's oh, like, yeah. it's wild. And, and we're like, wow. And, and then there was this other element of just like, I think we just, you know, I, for me, it was like acceptance was this part of my life that, was attached to a lot of other stuff that I was going through or had gone through. And I didn't know if I really wanted to go back and revisit it. But then I kind of realized that, uh, I, you know, this experience could be more about some closure to that chapter and, and opening yeah. a new chapter. And so and when that happened, it was like, so it was a really organic decision and, and, and it, it turned out to be a really great decision. So. And Jason, while you were off uh, from Acceptance, I, I know you were featured in some songs from other bands like All Time Low and Ivory yeah. Line. So how difficult was it to get back into the groove of writing a full length for Acceptance? Um, well, I'd probably difficult. I mean, it took us a couple years to finish this record. And, and I think I think we, you know, we, we had done, when we got together, we kind of made the one song take you away. And it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of a cool song song to do and it kind of felt like it was it could have been maybe a b-side on phantoms or something it was like okay that was kind of cool and i think we just when we started getting together and playing we there was like a lot inside there like a lot you know just emotionally and like musically that we wanted to try and do and it 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 started to evolve really quickly and so i don't i don't want to say that it was easy because it wasn't easy by any means but i do think that from an art perspective, we had a lot to tap into. So that, that was really what fueled the whole thing. And so we had stuff to, you know, we had stuff we wanted to, to say, and that helps, man. I mean, that's what's, and that's what it's about really. Being able to say what it is you want to say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a message. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's getting something off your chest. It could be 
dealing with something that that you need to deal with and and all that gets transcended through i mean for me lyrically it, it's a big deal obviously but all, musically if you listen to the record there's just the record's a kind of a moody record you know it's a yeah, lot of oh, yeah. tempo stuff and it's just kind of a lot of you know really purpose purposeful guitar stuff happening and just a lot of different kind of sounds and whatnot so it's kind of like the that the the music's really meant to exude kind of how we felt throughout the period so throughout the experience so anyway you know long story short uh i don't know i think it was i'm sure it was much tougher than i remember it being but i thought it was a really cool experience it went it was much better than i thought it could be (laughs) now jason how did the band approach the writing of colliding by design like what is the band dynamic to sit down and create an album for you all it was it was really tough uh Chris, christians in florida and then the rest of the guys are in in washington and then we uh aaron sprinkle who produced has produced all our records he's in nashville and so a lot of the stuff came yeah. we started with you know each guy had their own ideas there were most of us could can mess around with you know like logic or pro tools and, and at least drop like an idea into the Dropbox and get that in front of everybody. And so we were just really starting with just general ideas that we would, we would do we'd really come together on, it would be like on our own. And, and then we'd send that out to each other and then we'd kind of land on some ideas and I would start taking some of those ideas and, and write melody lines to them. And we'd start to get the basis for, you know, a lyrical idea and a melody. And we'd be like, yeah, that's a really cool vibe. And, and then Aaron would start working on it and he and he would kind of make maybe take a part and kind of put together a, maybe a, a little bit more distinctive kind of vision or track or something we could kind of get to a next level. And from there, we 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 had two different times where we were able to get together once for a week, once for a few days. And that was it as far as being in the same room together. Most yeah. of it happened where I would go record some vocals uh Kaylin or Christian would record some guitar somewhere we'd do drums it all just happened separately so it was kind of interesting from that standpoint it was like really unique and 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 a a cool experience and at the same time I'd much prefer just to be in a room the whole time yeah and really you know it's hard as you can't everybody's got different you know when it came down to like nuances everybody's got an opinion or idea that they want to throw out there and you can't being in a room is just nice because you can just try it and we just had yeah. you know we didn't have that as much so we had to really try it overnight and then it would be three days and you know then it'd be a week and we try like four different ideas and so we got to the same result it just took you know twice as long yeah now uh there seems to be a lot of pride in this album and i i mean dude i've told you this i'm gonna probably say it a few more times i, I mean i love the album for you what track are you most proud of Oh, um, that's a good question here. Let's see. I, I like, uh, <laughs> shoot. Um, uh, I like, what do I like? What is my, that one <laughs> song? Uh, you know, I like We Can't Escape. We Can't Escape is a, is a, is what I'm probably partial to. It's got, um, I don't know. It's got this kind of, I mean, lyrically it's a, it's a personal song for me. It's, I'm writing about my relationship with, um, the band and, and whatnot, and um, just kind of this growth that I've gone through. And so I, I relate to it. I feel, uh, you know, I feel a sense of um, evolution when I'm listening to it. And, and the musically, there's just a lot of different feelings. It's kind of got this, the chorus has this kind of mu kind of thing happening that's kind of cool. And 
it just kind of got a, some weird sounds in it that I really like. And so I could just listen to that song and a lot and just, but I mean, ultimately the whole record I listen, I could put it in the car and go on, a, on, a, on go drive somewhere and really kind of just, it takes me through a lot of different places, which, which Phantoms is a great, I enjoy Phantoms. I think, yeah. I mean, I was really proud of it. We were, we, we were, had the same feelings where we just kind of put everything we had into that record and, but it's different. It's a different type of record. It's, it's, um, you know, it's definitely colliding by design is definitely showing a, you know, a, a, a piece of work that's coming from some guys that have probably been through a little bit in life. And it's kind of, you can kind of hear that in there. So I like that. That's great. You know, to be able to have that as, as a, and as part of this story of your life, if you will. So now the, Brandon and I are big, big vinyl junkies. And um, with that comes this like OCD kind of thing for me, at least where I have to listen to an album, whether it's vinyl, digital, what have you. I have to listen to it from start to front finish. to back. Yeah. Me too. And colliding by design is just seriously a, a, a prime example of an album that really just kicks ass from start to finish. Now, it, it, cool. it, yeah, dude, it comes off very flawless, but I would have to assume that throughout this process of creating the album, were there any hiccups along the way during the writing recording process? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, hiccups are just getting, you know, pissed off that we aren't, you know, we have that we can't get there that we haven't, you know, we're, we're struggling to figure out you know, a song and, and, and a part, and then we're going back and forth. And that, and at some t- sometimes you get to where you're, you're obsessing over it and you're listening to it too many times. And, and, and then you start questioning whether or not you're overthinking and, and you just hate all that stuff. And yep. that's that, you know, I mean, it, but, but we were fortunate. I mean, we, as far as like, Hey, we, we, we recorded an entire song and Phantoms had way more of the, I mean, I remember recording take cover and, and, all the vocals and then redoing them all and, and entirely different melodies and everything in the studio. Yeah. Just one night going, you know, Aaron, this sucks. This is the worst melody ever. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, literally that night we wrote the piano intro to take cover and the entire vocal melody and lyrics that night and just recorded it all. And it turned out to be take cover. And that turned out to be one of, you know, it's a great song. I mean, it's one of my you know favorite songs that, that we've done. Yeah. And anyhow, on this album, I don't, we don't have that type of story. You know, we were in Seattle for a week, which is one of the few times we were going to be together. We came down to the last day and Christian had a guitar part and I had this vocal melody that was the intro to Colliding by Design, the song, the second song on the record. And that's all we had. And we were getting to the point where everybody was tired and we knew we were going to be done. And we're like, we got it. This is the last song we, we have. We, we really wanted to to figure it out. And fortunately, I mean, we were just lucky enough to kind of lyrically and melodically, everything kind of came together. And that song ended up being the quickest song that we wrote and ended up being a great song. I mean, one of our favorite songs. And so kind of an interesting story, but uh, ultimately, you know, the biggest story is just the, the journey of, you know, almost a couple of years to get this thing finalized and, and out there in the world. So. And as I mentioned earlier in this segment, Jason, you were featured in, in uh, you know, some songs for a few other bands. Are you looking in the future uh, outside of acceptance, outside of acceptance uh, to jump in with any other bands anytime soon? 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, th those things of this, I usually just say yes whenever I feel like, you know, I mean, I was playing music and a lot of people paid money to buy our records and see us play music. And, and then we just, you know, kind of broke up and, and left. And I guess I just kind of feel like I owe it to music. I don't I, Who knows? I mean, it's not like it's a big deal, but it's just like, yeah, you know, so, I, it's, it's like, is it like when other bands approach you and say, yo, Jason, uh, how about you help us with this? It's typically I'm, yes, right? Yeah, I'm usually like, I'm not very p picky. I'm not like, let me hear it, make sure it's good. Or, I don't know. It's I, just, I just, yeah, like, yeah I'll, I'll fucking do it. I'm let's more do about it. the, yeah, it's more of a relationship. To me, that feels like, right, it just feels like how music should be, how we used to be. It's, you know, you help each other out. And I agree. Actually, we're, you know, we're really trying, we do have the the thought that, you know, collaborating with some other artists is something we really want to try and accomplish in, during this go. So like things like, you know, one-off songs with, with other singers and, and, and even like, you know, musicians in general, like, I mean, nobody, we should, it'd be cool to have somebody come play guitar on a record or, or on a song of ours and just right. have that be the, the, the relationship in, in just a different feel yeah. for the song. So anyway, so yeah, we're, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good question and something that we're we're pretty passionate about. Well, good man, that's awesome. So you you yeah. mentioned uh, Aaron Sprinkle uh, being involved basically with every single release that Acceptance has put out. Uh, he's a brilliant mind. Um, and I saw a post um, from Acceptance last week, I believe, uh, congratulating Aaron and the dudes from Newfound Glory on their latest release makes me sick. It is a very, very good album. Uh, Newfound Glory has been doing their thing since 1997, and Acceptance kicked things off right after in 1998. Yep. So yep. regardless of the time in between, um, you, you know, from 2006 to 2015, I mean, Acceptance, you guys have been around for almost two fucking decades, man. Um, yeah, it's weird. That's it's awesome. Awesome, dude. I mean, that is so... We're like the... Yeah. We're the newest, oldest band out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to put it, man. Now, I really... I was looking forward to these these next couple questions for you to pick your brain a little bit. What is the same and what is different with being a band in, two, uh, in 2017 versus the late 90s and, and early 2000s? Is it different? Um... You know, for our band in particular, the biggest difference is we get along way better. Okay. Um, now than you did you know, then? Now, yeah. You know, back then, when you're just, you know, we were, every, I think a lot of bands struggle with this, how do you make a career out of being a musician? And, and you almost get consumed by it. And yeah. we did back then. Yeah. And, you know, my, and I, I did for sure. And it, and it, it affects the relationships and, and your ability to have, quality relationships and you're with people all day long forever and, and on the road and, and that's a challenge but you know I and I've actually noticed in general just spending time with some of the newer bands that I've been able to meet that that have that have kind of continued on since we left and I just noticed that it seems to me like a, the the people are a lot more just they're just more interested in in having relationships and internally as yeah. bands the, the bands seem to have better relationships and and they have better relationships with, with the other bands. Why so, is that, Jason, that, that it's different and easier to get along now as opposed to back then? Is it just a maturity issue or 
or why is uh, that the it's, case? It's you know for for us and for acceptance, it's a maturity issue. I mean, it's a growth thing. It's it's uh, you come back and you appreciate people for their uniqueness, and you don't you know it's not something that you that that grinds at you. You know, we also we have the we're in a situation where we're not, we're making music because we just want to make music and it's a, it's a much better place to be in, yeah. you know, as far as just what I've encountered with bands in general. Um, it's a great question. I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I, it's hard to tell. I mean, maybe I'm just around different groups now. I mean, you know, the, the people that I'm around are just more carefree. There's more, seem to be more, but you know, we also were a pretty, in our day, we were pretty serious. We took ourselves way too seriously, but we were pretty, <laughs> we were really concerned with, you know, music and the, and the perception and the quality and all this different, you know, crap and, yeah. and whatever. But, and, and so we probably associated ourselves with, with like-minded artists. And, and I think that's an exclusionary type mindset anyway. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, you're, you're not, you're not really looking at things like from a positive mindset, you're kind of looking at things from a, from a more critical spot. So I, it's, I, you know, it's really, I can't get, couldn't tell you i just know that nowadays when we find ourselves going and playing concerts or running into people that have hurt you know no acceptance and we're just meeting them as well it's all it's just been a really positive experience and i, I love it i think it's it's been awesome so jason another band that has been kicking it. by the way that's how i that's how i got hooked up on the all-time low song just meet i met those guys at at a yellow card concert oh no know, way maybe maybe like a year before that or something yeah it was great awesome yeah it's pretty it's pretty fucking cool the way uh bands in the scene and in the surrounding genres the way that they connect and network and it it translates to the fans you know it's it's really uh a cool kind of experience um another band that has been kicking it for a while is fallout boy they just released a new single young and menace have you listened to it yet uh, not yet, but I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm interested. It's yeah, they have, I mean, there's a couple of, you know, obviously Paramore just released something as well. Right. And, um, it's exciting for sure. So it, even without hearing the song then yet, I think this, this question still, uh, can be approached. So, um, within seconds of the single dropping young and menace from follow boy, uh, social media kind of blew up with people expressing their opinions of uh, like hatred toward the song yeah this gets me every time Uh, and and the development of their sound now it's a good problem to have as a band worrying about what to do next and how to remain fresh it means that people still want to fucking hear you so yep um why do you think that that kind of dynamic exists you know like what is your opinion on on why why do why do people shed this negativity towards bands that are exploring their musical potential. Well, it's happened numerous times too. I saw it with Green Day when Green Day started to release, sure. uh, you know, stuff in the two thousands. Oh, this is not fucking Green Day, man. Yeah, yeah. You know why is yeah. that? You know, and it's funny. I because I saw Green Day, you know, uh, in front of about eight hundred people. You know, after um, what was that second record was. Uh, not Nimrod. Wasn't there a record Dookie? between Nimrod and well, no, Nimrod was after Dookie, I guess. And and you know, it was like until time of your life kind of hit again. They kind of you know had to kind of refine their deal, and it was just interesting. You know, I was we were talking about that uh, um, last time the band was together, going to see 
you know, Green Day in front of 800 people after Dookie had done, you know, whatever million records. But anyhow, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I got, I, I think that you, you got to be ready for opinions. I mean, that's it yeah. is what it is. And, and the social media now, it's just going to put that out there. And, and, you know, we, we read responses from people just like anybody else does. And we're interested to see how the music is hitting people. You know, I would not envy fallout boys position no matter what they do and <laughs> yeah. there's enough people out there that are paying attention to what they do and i, I don't you know you're not going to win when you have millions of fans and you you want to try something new and maybe those fans that's not where they're at and right it's fine i mean you it's really about you know trying it, it, it depends on what they're trying to do you yeah. know i mean as an artist it's like what i i, I you have to be in the room and, and try to understand what they're trying to accomplish and if they feel like they've accomplished their goal and if if it's if it's writing a kick-ass song or 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 pushing the envelope or just getting something that they want to say off their chest i mean if they're if they feel like they've accomplished those things then then they're doing pretty good but you know um i think people are going to have their opinions and they're entitled and and our job is to you know and we're, I mean, quite frankly, we don't have a job. We're lucky enough just to make music and and, <laughs> yeah. and we put it out there and, and we're just trying to connect with people. And if they connect and we've done something, we've made something that's that's pretty, um, pretty memorable. And, and that's pretty cool. So it's like, you know, there's millions of people that, that love they're going to love the song and and it's going to be something that, you know, is is it holds true to them. So. So how does, I don't worry about that stuff. How does a band juggle then remaining loyal to their fans? by maintaining the expected sound that you have as a band while also remaining loyal to yourself by creating something gotta, new you know, and being creative and moving forward and growing as an artist. They only they know. I mean Fallout Boy, listen, there was there was a day when nobody knew who Fallout Boy was, right. right? I mean there was a there was a day when the very first person in history heard a Fallout Boy song and went, "Oh, I like that." So it's <laughs> like, you know, what was going to happen that day? And what ended up happening is is people identified with their music and what they were saying. And it was, they created an, an identity and they had this anthem for people, you know, young people there when they were, you know, coming, starting as a band, that's not unlike some of the, you know, greater movements you've seen in, in different music genres in history. And, right. and they just really connected. And, and so they did that and, and, and they, they were able to provide something for, for people to latch onto. And, and if, hopefully they do it again every time but it's you know it's our job to push that right that's what we're here to do or you know we're pushing whatever it might be we're taking people through through life we're taking them through through socially challenging times we're taking them through times like this right now where where there's you know there's unease and oh yeah and you know we're just trying to tune into the tap into some of that stuff and and provide something that's real and and hope that it it works and so uh hopefully like I said, hopefully for them, they accomplish what they were hoping to accomplish. Now, and here's the thing, Jason. The reason why um, we're talking about this whole fallout boy thing um, is because I think that there's um, some correlation. I'm bridging the gap here, basically. There's there's a correlation to, at least from my uh, perspective, on what fallout boy's doing or trying to do. The, 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 really, the conversation, the topic is, I think acceptance is a band that may or may not have that same kind of battle. You've been doing it for a long time. Your music, in my opinion, sure. has always kind of been ahead 
of the curve. It's almost like you've been paving uh, your own way to get to where you are now after this release here this year. Do you guys, do you struggle with with this at all? Do you feel any kind of pressure like that? No, I mean, I just, I think this time it's just interesting. You know, the last time I think we look back now and go, well, we just didn't wait for anything to catch up. And, it, 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 you know, you weren't going to because life happened for us and it just, that's the way it was. But, you know, we definitely, I don't know that we thought we were ahead of our time. I think that uh, because, you know, when you listen to the, the Phantoms, yeah, I mean, now Paramore or, or even Jimmy World was, it was around then, but to continue to get, you know, notoriety or whatever you want to call that. And, yeah. and this, this idea, you know, at the time we were in this genre world where we were stuck, we weren't, we weren't hard enough or, or we weren't edgy enough to be part of the, the, the scene that was happening that was really dominated by Thursday and oh, yeah. taking back Sundays. And, but we were, it, cause we were really more of a mainstream pop type. We had a lot more of that popular vibe to it, I guess, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. And so it was cause we were pulling from U2 and, and Coldplay still and diff- different stuff. And, you know, a lot of bands listened to acceptance and came and became and came out and were, you know, the scene now is a much more melodic, the music coming out of whatever you would call our genre is right. melodic music at this point. It's much more, you know, in the vein of acceptance, of course, now we're like, we don't want to play that music. Not that we don't want to play it, but that right. we've evolved to our, our style and we make this record and we're like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an alternative pop record. It's kind of like, it maybe fits like, you know, I mean, a while back, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a early 2000s late, late kind of record. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of different, right? It's, it is. It's refreshing, and, and man. From, it's, it's awesome. So it, it will be, it will be interesting to see what that means. And, and if, I mean, we're not going anywhere. So I, I think that over time, we, hopefully people will, will continue to share the record and talk about it. And it will be one of those things where um, they, they like it. We're already working, you know, we are, we're, writing more songs we, we still have more stuff to talk about so we gotta keep writing so we'll see what happens hell yeah now jason anytime we have a a band on an artist on we always like to play a track in its entirety for the fans and listeners uh to sink their teeth into so we've been we've been shaking it up a little bit the last couple episodes we want to play fire and rain uh but instead of me giving like the official radio uh, drop for it. We'd like for you to give it a shot. Can you uh, kind of lead us into uh, hearing the song in your best radio like voice drop? Oh yeah, yeah. I can. I, I'll give you some. I'll give you everything I got here. Fuck yeah. Okay, people. Here we go. Acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. Fire and rain coming at you.
So you just finished listening to Fire in Rain by Acceptance off their latest album, Colliding by Design. Now, Jason, can you talk to us a little more in depth about this track? What might we not know about it? So, uh, I mean, a couple of things. The, the track was um, originally written the basics of the tracks was written by Garrett, um, our drummer. And it was like, it was pretty different. And we got into the studio and we're sitting in the control room and, and Christian had an acoustic guitar in his hand and he was just kind of messing around with the chords just for fun. And we were just kind of working with the song and he kind of did the strumming pattern. I mean, the kind of the, the, the probably the most memorable part musically for me on the song is the kind of that, that, that kind of the, yes. that kind of strum, the way it is kind of rhythmically comes in and it's got a little bit of a, at the time it reminded us of something like where the cure might meet you know smashing pumpkins or yeah, something interesting. interesting and so um that's where we, i mean of course that's our takeoff on it and so i just picked him up i picked up on him strumming that way i said hey well what, what do you just do and he's like well, i was just messing around i was like well do that again and he and he kept strumming it and then we just got into the studio. We were all together that day and, and Garrett got in and was drumming and we just laid that all down and kind of got the, the framework of how that song was going to go. Um, and then, you know, it's one of those unique kind of scenarios where the verse is a, the chorus is a, is a, is a, you know, a, more, a kind of like a, 
adaptation of the verse melodically and something that we haven't really ever done before where it's just it's a similar melodic progression but it's just at a higher range but anyhow it was like just something different for us and and so we we started working with that song and just got we were really excited about it um thought it was it was probably the first song that really bridged the rest of that record because fire and rain was early in the process um and it really helped bridge kind of where we wanted to go so you know we like that uh it just kind of holds that part of, of the record and dear for us and so um yeah it's you know kind of a cool backstory on it i guess and so the band recently dropped a music video for fire and rain how was that that was awesome we had a lot of fun um the team that we worked with was amazing and um you know if you watch that you know the kind of the cool we we definitely had an idea of what we wanted to do we wanted a black and white we wanted something that was performance but not in a traditional band all together in a room kind yeah, of super feel. trippy and man so i love it, it yeah the, you know it's great on that second chorus or the first chorus or wherever where you start to see all the guys layered over each other and yeah. it's just kind of a, a wild kind of unique deal and um it just it it feels like it works you know visually and 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 this the feel of the song and so we're, we were really really happy with the way it turned out similar to the question uh that we were talking about here toward the beginning of the episode on how the band approached writing this new album. How does the band approach creating uh, a music video or uh, fire and rain in particular? Is this a collaborative effort or is there somebody that kind of takes charge creatively? How does that work? It, it could come a couple of different ways. In this case, we had, we had a couple directors, put some treatments in for what it could look like but but christian and i had a pretty good idea of what we wanted to look like and we we're pretty detailed like that we'll we'll find cuts of of video it could be music or it could be just standard you know it could be a movie it could be film it could be whatever anyway um we'll, we can grab some cuts and we'll kind of put them together to create kind of a vibe and so on on this one we were pretty particular about the black and white, some of the the lighting aspects that were that are happening here, and and the fact that we didn't want the band to ever be together in the same shot. Uh, now the director brought the idea of overlapping everybody doing their individual shots, which was a really cool idea and really lended to what we were trying to. I think the vision we really wanted, and yeah. and then some of that light writing stuff. We we had it. We oh, definitely yeah. had a vision that we wanted to do some of that light writing stuff in there, and and he added kind of the 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 stuff that's happening on our faces that kind of outlines the face, which I thought I, was pretty yeah, cool. I love that. I really do. Very cool. Yeah, it's some some great stuff. Now, Jason, acceptance is full of musicians, right? We always ask uh, any band that's done music videos. We like to ask this question: uh, Who in the band is the worst actor? Or the worst, uh, you know, music video yeah. person. Kalen. Okay. Kalen is by reason? far the worst actor. Easily, he'll tell you himself. He's like, he'll just get in the middle and he'll say, "Just tell me what I'm supposed to do." That's his thing. <laughs> he's just like. And then whenever you take a picture, like a photo shoot, he's the he's the guy that blinks like every time. Of course, oh, of blinks. course. Yeah, there's always one man. <laughs> oh yeah. My my so problem. That's... Is whenever I do um, the bands that I've been and we've never really gotten to the point where a music video um, was going to be our next step. Uh, but we do a lot of promo videos and whatnot for for spinning thoughts. Sure. My problem is, is I don't blink like I have to actually think to myself, blink or you're going to like start <laughs> freaking people out. 
Um, <laughs> seriously, it's 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 weird, man. Uh, the the music you guys videos. You're on a 24 hour podcast. You're on like hour 23. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I know my eyes different. are like seriously dry as hell. Um, but yeah, no the the music video approach is just always so intriguing to me because, I mean, it is a different creative approach. Um, and it, it, yeah. it can be a struggle for some people. Yeah, you so. guys are musicians, not actors, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I mean we. This one, we had a good vision. I mean, you know, we did a music video for Different back in the day, and that was like a full-blown, you know, movie crane. I mean, it was like a, like it was like a, yeah, it was crazy. And the and the video sucked. And so, you know, who knows? <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it, it, and we didn't have a really good vision for it. And unfortunately, it just, it turned out horrible. And and one of the, yeah, anyway, it's that's too bad. But uh, this <laughs> one, uh, we bad. liked it. We, you know, this, this one turned out great. We were happy. Fuck yeah. Um, now, I know I said we wouldn't talk too much about the band's hiatus, but I am curious. Uh, what did you miss the most during the quote-unquote off time? Oh, uh, I, didn't, I don't know that I, you know, it wasn't, it was weird. It wasn't like in my mind. It wasn't there. You know, in looking back on it, the, the thing you miss is the camaraderie, the relationships you miss. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't realize that I had, there's stuff in there that you want to get off your chest. You didn't realize that you needed that. You know, you just don't think about it. It doesn't happen. It doesn't, you don't sit there and go, oh, I'm, you know, I got all kinds of stuff that's wrong with me. And so let me just figure that out. You know, you know, you think you're kick ass. And, and so anyhow, you know, that's that, that part. And then ultimately just the, the interaction with the people in the, at the venue, being able to play a concert with people and share that moment. Oh yeah. You know, we, you know, we, it's just not lost on us that we get the opportunity to be in a room full of people that are just totally connecting. And that's a great feeling. And, and nowadays it's even more so because, you know, we, we, social media wasn't as big a thing. I mean, the T-Mobile sidekick was like the biggest thing that ever happened. Oh, when oh I was sidekick. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> so that's all we, you know, we're like, Oh, this is, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, this, we were still, you know, we miss that interaction and we like the idea of being able to come back. And when people come to our shows, it's like, you know, they're getting to see something that they never thought they'd get to see. And it's Absolutely. just a really, well, on the deal. flip side of that same coin, Jason, uh, is there anything that you were just like, yeah, I could do without this? Ooh, I'm, yeah, you know, there's a, a lot of down, you know, going, playing concerts, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. I'm not a big, I'm pretty obsessive compulsive guy. So sitting around is waiting for the concert to happen, stuff like that. Yeah. I could deal, I could probably take that or leave it. Um, you know, that's probably the only thing that 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 is really a, a downer. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm mostly pumped most of the time, so it's all good. Good. <laughs> um, what plans does the band have for the rest of 2017? Are there any tours coming up or Ooh. anything we should uh, have on our radar? Or another album, yeah, maybe a, another EP, a, uh, LP. What do we got uh, in the works? You're gonna. So you know, we 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 made a decision that we were gonna try and make a lot of music just because we've been away and, and people, I feel like we deserve, or we owe it to them. Yeah. Um, so we've got music. I think that you'll see more music from us before the, before the year's over. Awesome. Um, yeah, very, very cool. You know, in just different ways and, and in non-traditional if, if as possible. And then we've got uh, some stuff that we're working on for, getting into everybody's you know cities and playing in front of them so we'll be out on the road here in the fall 
awesome. to do some stuff. And, uh, but I think we'll work on some more music in the meantime. And I'm excited to see what that turns out to be. And I think we're going to talk about putting another video out for colliding by design as well. So we've got awesome. We've got a, quite a bit of stuff that we want to get, get accomplished this year. So Jason, you know, we're kind of at the, the moments here in the episode where, uh, you know, we're going to have to start to say goodbye. And, um, I, I hate it. No, I hate it no, so much. No. Yeah, dude. So I mean, bad. BFFs right now. So, um, but look, yeah. man, um, honestly, I've, I've truly enjoyed Me this too, conversation. Man. I've been looking forward to it. Um, so before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to add or to say to your fans, anything we might've missed? No, I, I uh, no, I, well, first I just want to thank you guys. I get, I got to tell you, it's like, for me and for, you know, I know a couple of the other guys like to, to get on and, and just talk to people. And we're, we're pretty fortunate because we get on with, with fans, people that really connect with the music. And more times than not, we're, we have the opportunities to just do this. And, and it's like guys like you that like our music. And it's just, I don't know, it's pretty, it's awesome. It's a really, so I, hey, I just want to say thanks for having, having me on and, and, yeah. and hanging out Dude, with me for a minute. Anytime, anytime. So that stuff's really cool. And then for everybody else, it's just same kind of idea. The fact that, you know, people still care about acceptance and, and have really, you know, enjoyed this record and, and the stuff we've done in the past or just can't tell you uh, how much we're thankful for that. So we're just going to keep trying to, to make great music and keep trying to, um, to, you know, influence you, everybody out there, you know, provide something to, to relate to and, and, and give you guys some feels and stuff like that. So that's it. I mean, that's all we're trying to do now. That's simple. <laughs> dude, I know you guys, you know, you, you got back together in 2015 and everything. Um, but, um, you know, welcome back, man. I know it's, it's been, you know, over a year now, but I'm so stoked you guys are doing it and you're killing it. Colliding by design is honestly one of the better albums I've heard in 2017. Uh, so, Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we're going to chit-chat Paddywhack after we... You like that? That was off the cuff. Yeah, that uh, was a good one. Thanks, wow. dude. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Improv, baby. Hashtag chit-chat Paddywhack. Um, but yeah, dude, hang on tight. We're going to talk off the air for a moment. But Jason, thank you so, so much for everything you do yeah. and for being on Spinning Thoughts. Thanks, here. Jason. All right, guys. Once again, we want to thank Jason from Acceptance for being with us here for episode 51 of Spinning Thoughts. Really had a good time, Brandon. What you thinking? Dude, love it, man. Jason uh, had a lot to say. I, I really enjoyed talking to Jason. Check out uh, Colliding by Design by Acceptance. While you're checking out all that jazz from Acceptance, make sure you're checking us out here at Spinning Thoughts. We're on Twitter, at Spin Thoughts facebook soundcloud you can subscribe to the show for free literally everywhere itunes google play you know the drill we have a brand new website and i keep teasing you guys we have some very big news and announcements coming but our website is the again it's the Com. Signing off from Spinning Thoughts, this is Angelo. And this is Brandon leaving you from the Spinning Thoughts World Music Megaplex here at Evergreen Studios, reminding you to share music and spread love.
Come close to him. 